I just want to continue in, in what the pastor has been sharing in the last couple of weeks. And um, we've been hearing that the movement for 2017 is going to be breakthrough, blessings, overcoming, abundance, year of jubilee, uh, year of revival. And it's awesome. And I was asking the Lord, how do I speak on revival? Because everybody has their own concept of how to enter into revivals. So I was, you know, trying to put my thoughts together and research. But God had another plan. He says, we're not speaking of revival. He says, I need you to speak on something else. And I says, okay, here you go again, Lord. <laughs> and he, he gave me a word to speak to you guys that is, is uh, something personal because I believe that when you speak from your heart, not just from something that you're reading, but an experienced journey that you're actually going through, people are moved because they're feeling the same pain. Then my God has a sense of humor because then I go to Sunday school and I sit there and that's speaking or teaching on what I'm going to speak on. So I'm going, okay, set up. So I'm going to speak about Job and the journey that he has gone through that every one of us here can identify with. And listen, a person on earth can identify with Joe of the struggles and the pains and the heartaches that he went through. As a believer, um, we, 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 in the beginning, we are given this not totally truth information that once you serve the Lord, everything is for, a, a, you get a ball of cherries and every, without the pits. It's a lie. There is a reason the pits are there. Because to keep us focused in what God called us to be in the first place, overcomers and worshipers. If I give my child everything, that child will never learn to fend for himself. He'll never learn to trust because everything will be given to him. So the God, our God is greater and wiser than we are. He has given us everything, but he wants us to pursue him in ways that we don't understand yet. It's a journey. It is not a, it's not a sprint race that I'm start going, I'm off, and tomorrow I achieve who I'm supposed to be in Christ. It's a life journey, and I will make mistakes. See, I'm not going to put you in, in the picture. You put yourself there if you want to, because I know I will make mistakes on this journey. And we go through things and, and pains and frustrating and frustration and not wondering why or how did I get in this place. Lord, why am I going through what am I going through? To explain where I'm going, it says, in the last eight to nine months of my job, I've been going through. <laughs> nice word. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that I've even been coming to my wife and saying, you know, baby, you know, I really think about walking away from this, you know. But I, I ain't going to be forced out of anything because I have a family to think about, you know. And, uh, but then. I start to think, I said, Lord, but you got me this job, and you didn't bring me here that I can make, you know, just run into a wall and fall back where I shouldn't to start all over. I said, what, what, what is happening? You know, and in journey, we go through life, and uh, how is this, the best way I can say it, that pressing pressure gives us spiritual amnesia. What do you mean? Okay, we forget where he brought us from. We forget what he has done for us. I, I forgot that, with, that when my little one disappeared and, and me and my wife ran to the, to, the, to, the, 
to the neighborhoods looking for our little one that we couldn't find and coming home because I had to get some form of sleep because I had to go to work the next day and then come home and, and barely eat and run and look for the streets and, and we forget about the pains and suffering that we have gone through. But God says, be faithful. And, and, and then I found myself one time just praying and worshiping God and I would walk into my daughter's room and I would begin to talk to her. And my wife would say, honey, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? I says, my daughter. See, because I believe that if you don't see it, you ain't going to see it. So I began to worship God and praise him. And Joel came into my life because Joel was, the Bible describes him, compared to me, he was perfect, you know. He says he was fearful of God. He was an upright man. He did no wrong. He shunned evil. And I said, my God, I can't even compare myself to him because I ain't perfect. Yes, I fear you, and sometimes I screw up, and sometimes I can make mistakes. But the way you describe Joe here, he compared to me, he is perfect. He is the closest thing to you than I am. And I'm saying, wow, but look what he's gone through. In one day, he lost 10 kids. In one day, he lost all his possessions. And the Bible describes that when he got the information... He, he yelled and tore his clothes off. It says, showing the pressure and the frustration and the pain that he had received. That's many of us that praise God, but we walk sometimes after we leave a service like today, after we leave a worship like today, we go home and we want to tear our clothes off of frustration because, oh, I got to go to work, or I got to go to my husband, I got to my wife, or these kids. There's a form of pressure that is waiting for us once we walk out the door. But one thing that Joe did that seemed to blow my mind was when he received that pain and he ripped his clothes off at the, the evidence of the anguish, he began to worship. He began to worship. And I looked at that verse all night, all night. I kept looking at that verse, worship. Just begin to imagine. And so I thought of myself. I said, the pain that I went through when my little one disappeared. Then my wife is evident, and by the way, those of you remember, I confessed everything from you because I proclaimed what God was going to do. So I understood a brief because my daughter didn't die, she just disappeared. And I have no clue of where she was. And that alone, because the imagination can just go everywhere. The fear, the pain, the anguish, the confusion. I want to kill her. I want to hug her. I want to kiss her. What did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? How do we miss it? Oh, my God. Maybe I shouldn't have screamed that. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. And the thoughts and the doubts and the fears and the angers. So I can imagine him ripping his clothes because the angers of losing everything in one moment. That took him a lifetime to build. So I wonder and I look at him and I say, my God, my God, if this can happen to a holy man like God, how, like him, how could I complain? Why, you know, because I am holy. The word says I'm holy. Me and him know the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards the journey of trying to be who he called me to be. I have not arrived. I'm not perfect. I'm the elder of the house, but this elder with a token gets in the train. But without that token, I ain't walking on that train. I ain't all that. And the, the misconception that people may think because he who has a, a title, a pastor, an elder, a minister, uh, it, it, uh, an he oh, he made it, he's arrived, he can't touch, lies. Because the Bible says for, greater, for much is given, much is required. But 
that you come to, to the, to, you're back on the road and then you wonder, okay, how do I express this to the congregation? I know that everyone here is some form or shape or other are facing some giant. I'm going through some frustration and anger and frustration and, and sometimes just don't know how to release the pain. Simply surrender. Oh, yeah, that sounds easy. You know, when, you know, like when you know, you're in the scattering of the, of the saints and you're laughing and Tony is hitting, he's hitting the right tones and he's singing a song and the dancing and we're seeing the kids up here. It's easy to worship God. But when you walk home and when you're by yourself, when you close that door in that bedroom and it's just you and the four walls, what runs to the mind? The doubt and the fears and the anger, the anguish. That's when we go back to being to the foundation of who we are or go back to the fears and, 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 the, frust and, and the frustration overwhelms of who we are. Like I said, you get spiritual amnesia. You forget who you are. You forget what the Lord has done. You forgot that you got here because of what he has done for you. Next step I can give is David. King David. Before he was king, he was a shepherd boy. Before he was a shepherd boy, he went against King, king uh, before he became king, he, he went against uh, Goliath. When he went against Goliath, he first had to go through training. What kind of training he got? He, he stands there with washing the ship. Eh, no, move over. What training he got? But he had to protect them. He was being groomed for Sunday that he didn't even understand at the moment. He was being groomed to be a king, to be a shepherd of the God's people. So when he went against Goliath, he didn't say, wait a minute. You don't know who you're talking to. I'm a man of God. Today, I'm going to whip you. I got this special can just for you. And when I open it, bam, you're coming down. No, he didn't say that. He acknowledged his, his journey. He acknowledged the history that he had with God. He says, wait, today, my God will deliver you into my hand. See, because you don't understand. You understand? Lions and tigers and bears came after the sheep, and my Lord has given me the ability to overcome. Today, you are no greater. You are being served memories of, of, of our journey and our victories then we turn we hit a wall and we get that spiritual amnesia we seem to forget everything that God has done for us how he protected us how he filled us how he turned our life around you know how he called you out from rags into riches because you're overwhelmed with the pressure and the frustration and the anger and it's amazing Joe lost it in one day but we've been getting here for months and we've been trying to cry out. We've been trying to scream out. We've been trying to, to call on the name of Jesus. But, you know, now you know, we do it for the moment because it's a feel good. But we haven't learned how to pass these surface emotions and let it get depth into our souls. You know, becoming it, what you're calling out. The Bible says, seek the kingdom first and everything else will be added. That's easy to say, Pastor. So easy to say. But worship... The Bible says that it draws in the presence of the awesome I am. So one of the greatest things the enemy will want you to shut your mouth is to praise God. Because in his presence, death can come in. Sickness cannot come. The depression must flee. Anger must be banished. There is nothing that has not been made in the, or shall I say, there is nothing that is not called from God or was created in, um, give me the words, what up? Of the makings that you are cannot stand in the presence of God. 
So why do we worship? It feels great. It gives us a temporary... I can breathe. Okay, I think I can face once I get across, to at least across the street. Yeah. You know, oh, Pastor, please welcome me to my car because then maybe I can make it from across the street to the next light. I'll still have a little peace. But in Job's journey, his spouse told him, curse your God and die. His friends, who started with the good intention to comfort him, began to accuse him. Why am I telling you? There's journeys that you may have, that you're in, that, that is pains and one thing that keeps your head from exploding. No one can give you the right words or comfort. Because the answer, the antidote, the deliverer, the healer, you know, is God himself. And we must learn to surrender once again. I say, yeah, but Lord, you know, pastor, elder, minister, you know, layman. I mean, that is so easy to say. Yeah, I know. I know. I can show you my bruises. I can show you my scars, the pains. I can show you. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was walking around not sure which way to go. That was to confuse me. Because at the same time, you ever see Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise him. If I get them, if I have them, <laughs> Lord, what am I doing? Lord, I worship you. And if anybody here says they don't go to that, the altar is open because you know you're lying. That's right. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. Especially in the season that we're in because we're in the season of breakthrough. We're in the season of deliverance. We're in the season of signs and wonders. That what we've been longing for, crying for, standing in the gap for, is the season to be released. So if the, God, if the enemy of our soul can keep us from standing long enough to not receive, then we begin the journey all over again. Some of us never begin, begin it again. Some of us end up losing our lives totally. Some of us go for a different journey for 40 years in the desert before we come back. Sorry, honey, my wife's telling me slow down. <laughs> Am I going too fast? Okay. Y'all voted. <laughs> How important worship is. When the king was being attacked and there were a war, can't remember his name fully or can I pronounce his name right so I call him Joe. King Joe, that's the one. King Joe, <laughs> when he was going to war, the Lord told him, wait. Travel around that wall seven times, but bring worship. On the seventh day, worship wall the wall down. If you stay fast in your calling, if you stay fast in your faithfulness and keep worshiping, watch that wall come down. Because there is nothing that can stand the mighty God. When, when, the, when, when uh, uh, David went at war and he was about to attack the people, he said, the Lord told him, wait again. Send the worshipers in front of the army. And when they began to worship, and they started blowing the trumpet, their praises, it brought such a sound into the camp of the enemy that it brought confusion. That now the enemy, what they did, they turned against each other, and they started killing each other. So all David had to do is walk in and pick up the spoils, diamonds, gold, my pink coat, my pink Cadillac, you know, everything that I wanted, it was there. I didn't even have to fight for it, I just had to receive it. Because worship is greater than just opening your mouth and singing. Actually, let me bring you a, a correction. That's not worship. 
Worship is from the heart. Worship is an attitude. Worship is a belief and making a stand. No matter what you hear, what you see, you believe what the Lord has said. I believe in his report. Worship. Worship is awesome. You know how powerful worship is? That Lucifer tried to take it off Jesus. And we take for granted the singing of song, and that's cool. Because that's the love that you are, stay there, sing, praise him, sing with all your heart. Release all your energy and watch. And I have, there's not one here, and please bring any correction to me, that after a worship like today, you don't feel better. You don't feel a little more energized. You don't taste a little more hope. Maybe, maybe I can make it tomorrow. Maybe that job won't be that bad. You know, I just got to stay here. Tony, don't stop singing. I just need a few more minutes. I just need another touch. I just need, yeah. That's what worship does to us. It renews the hope. renews the strength. Because then we can take anything because we came back to the understanding. I'm not standing by myself. I have the awesome I am backing me up. And, and, and I'm saying, Lord, okay, you know, revival was, you know, I had, I had that pack. I had some things that, you know, revival was revival. You know, God reintroducing himself to us. Yeah, but no, then, no, revival, God reintroducing us to us. Us to us. The us, the image you who he created and the image you that you look in the mirror is not the same person. Let me say it again. When you're looking in the mirror and that person, you're brushing your teeth and looking at yourself, you're already prejudged to who you are. I'm not this. I can't be that. I'm, too, I'm not ugly, good enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not fat enough. But the image of God that he has of you is not the same image. Also, fifthly, may the image I am. So he brings those two together and he gives awakening. But once you get exposed to that, you cannot go back to where you were. Because you've seen a vision, you've seen a, a taste of who I become, who, who I really am, who the word of God says I am. So we need to worship, not to because God needs your worship. You need to worship because it brings up your hope again. You know, your gas tank is running low. You go to the gas station, you're pumping up, filling up. That's what worship does. Renews the strength again. Renews the mind again. Gives hope again. You know what I'm saying? Brings joy into the soul again. It's like taking a shower again. You know, after a hard day, you take a shower, you feel refreshed. That's what worship does to you. Worship. Worship. I don't take it lightly. Not in the last eight months. Not in the last eight months. And, and yesterday, my, I got up. My wife's the witness. I locked myself down in our office all day. All day, I said, Lord, I'm not leaving here till I hear from you. And it was painful because I know where he saved me from. And I wasn't mad. I was like, Joe, man, stupid. I could say stupid because I'm talking about myself. If you want to jump in there, that's okay. <laughs> but I said, stupid. Have you forgotten what he's done for you? Have you forgotten where he's taken you? Had you forgotten the doors that he's opened for you? Had you forgotten how he protected you when I should have been stuffed out? I'm still here today because of him? Stupid. What are you doing? What are you thinking? And all I can think of is how did Joe, who lost, you know, we go bunkers when we lose money and job, but he lost his family. His 10 children. Forget about possession. You work hard and you get possession. But he even lost that. And he worshiped. 
that blew me away. I said, God, how wretched I am. How foolish is I am. You know, why do you love me so? Why? Why does you love me so? Why do you love me so? Why do you love me so? And then he turned around and says, because I'm not finished with you. There is something I need you to fulfill. Each and every one of us have a calling. Each and every one of us have a plan and a purpose. Each and every one of us is dangerous. All we need to do is go back and not focus on where we are, but focus on where he took us from. Because I can guarantee there's not a soul in this house right now that if it wasn't for the Lord, you probably wouldn't even be here alive. And you, or, or if you wouldn't have been alive, it would have been ten times worse of a condition that you are now. We seem to forget. So I got to keep telling you, remember what the Lord has done. Remember where he brought us from. We have, gone, we have gone spiritually lazy and spiritually fat, but this is the season of breakthrough. I am breaking out of the routine because we can get so busy. I got so busy. Mickey, I got so busy in my job. I get up, go to work, and come home. Bang. No energy, no strength, and no time to do anything else. Sometimes I'm getting home at 9, 10 o'clock. Frustrated. Frustrated. But I got to go back. And pastor understands because he's in the same industry. We can't say boo. They get called a do, but we can't say boo. No, we got to be politically and take their, and then Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but even a dog, if you cornered him, even a dog eventually goes, wah, right? So I was close to the wah. <laughs> I was about to go boom. And I, I said, okay, I got to walk away. I got to walk away. I said, Lord, I need you. I cannot lose. You know, I wasn't even worrying about <laughs> my title, about the elder. How could the elder act that way? Because I'm human. I'm not worrying about that. I was worrying about letting him down. In losing my job, I was worrying about letting my wife down. But losing my testimony, letting my God down. And, and it doesn't happen like that. This sucker is sneaky. You know, and he uses everybody and anybody who's allowed him to. So we must keep our guards up as never before. We're at war. We are at war. So if anything I can say, if any, I don't have a big long message. I just want to tell you, we need to go into a new phases, new, new level of worship, new understanding of worship, new, new understanding of who we are, new understanding that you are dangerous. You're not going to a journey that you're going just because he don't love you. Actually, I don't know, maybe he's boasting about you like he did about Joe. Hey, have you considered my servant who has faithful? Has you considered my servant who serves me? And we look at him and we say, Lord, you're talking about me? Yeah, you, 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 the one I created in my image, love you. Have you considered that? Maybe we're going through some, some uh, afflictions because the Lord is boasting about us. So I don't understand. If he's boasting about us, even though we can't come to the understanding of why he's boasting about us, because we know we, you know what I'm saying? That means there's something greater that he has for us to bless someone else. Because you don't go to a journey to be blessed. You go to a journey to be a blessing. Yes, sir. That's right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That son that you've been standing on the gap for, 
That husband that you're crying out for, that wife that you're wondering about, that co-worker that you wish you had the words to tell them to turn their lives around. You know, that uncle, that aunt, everybody has that uncle that, you know, you wish, hey, bro, when you're going to give it in? You know, everybody has that uncle. So the journey that you're going through, believe it or not, you're going to a battle for them. Oh, wait up. <laughs> I got the scars, but they're going to get the victory. Yeah. Oh, Lord, why? He got the scars and I got my victory. Why? Because it's a pattern that he works with. This is a church of signs and wonders. This is a church of signs and wonders. So why are you wondering about what you're going through? It's because this is a church of signs and wonders. He's not going to allow the season to manifest who you are in God. Because if once we get the full understanding, once we get the full understanding of who we are in Christ, man, we become dangerous. Then we don't waste our time in the pity patty. And we invest our time in worshiping and, and, and being guided to who to speak to that needs a touch or word from God. Because I, when I was lost, when I was serving in the world, when I was doing the nightclubs, when I was doing all the things I shouldn't have been doing, God sent someone to give me a word that caused me to transform my life all around. Amen. Who is he giving you? He's been, even now, he's been showing you signs who to speak to. But how could I share? How could I share with them? Because while I'm going, on, we they begin to disqualify what God called qualify. Because the mindset is begins to believe the lies or the whispers of the enemy. See, you know, he all he has on us is a whisper, and if we give him a footstool, he makes a mountain out of it. But, 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 you know, he is the godfather of lies, something he's been perfecting for years and generations. But I don't care how old he is, how much experience is, he still, the fact is, he was whooped by my father. And since I am a child of the father, I am an inheritance of the victory that he's overcome in the cross. And since I'm a victory of what of, of the overcomer of the cross, then I must begin, even though I don't see it or feel it or sense it yet, I must begin to walk the victory walk. How do I do that? I praise you, Lord, because I know you got my back. Lord, I thank you because I know I was, but now I is. Lord, you are awesome. And I always stand on the word. You are faithful. And I know through the life stand that I lived, you have never yet failed me. Spiritual agnesia. When I owe $1.3 million, uh, my loss brought it down to 80. And from 80, he brought it down to zip. So out of 1.3, I, I end up paying nothing. How could I forget that? How could I forget what, how, how he healed me? When I was sick and I called upon his name and I'm here alive walking around, how could I forget that? Because pressure and frustration and anger causes you to unfocus yourself on God and into your problems. Your problems become a God instead of God being God. So worship, worship awakens and reveals the truth. Wait, that is...
a rough journey, it is. And if I had to do it by myself, I would have failed a long time ago. But praise God, because I'm not in this journey by myself. I have a king. I have a Lord. I have a savior. I have a healer. I have a provider. I have a protector. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. He gave me a spouse that stands with me and walks with me and talks with me. I got children that I'm allowed to practice what I'm learning from God and impart upon them. We're never alone. I have a pastor and a father and a friend that I can call any time. I got brothers that I can depend on and call upon them. And you're not alone. So that's why we need to go into the worship. The Bible says do not forsake the, the gathering of the saints. It's for a reason. It's for a reason because when we're together, we motivate each other. And you know, oh, my God. We're going through the same thing. Oh, praise God. Let's touch two or two or three touches agree. Let's agree we're going to overcome. That's why we should be here on Friday. I mean, on Wednesday prayer. Okay, I'll slow down. <laughs> Worship is greater than what we think. It's more powerful than we think. It's not just a, a, a feel-good moment. It's greater. It's deeper. It's stronger. It's more powerful. Worship ushers in deliverance. Usher, worship ushers in. Come on. <laughs> you can name it. Worship ushers it in. Your deliverance, your healing. Your, your, your double-minded confusion into focus. Worship ushers in the king, the king, the Lord, the Lord. In the atmosphere of God, we become all in him because we were created to operate in that environment. The birds have the air. No one can glide better than the eagle. That's his, that's his area. That's his atmosphere where he glows and shines. The fishes have to see and the animals have to feel. We have the presence of the almighty king. So when we're in his presence, nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Not even a crooked mindset. When you're in his presence, things begin to realign in the pattern of God. So that's why many times I say your blessings is just a breath away. Speak your blessings. Glorify him. Thank you because I'm the head and not the tail. Thank you because I'm not no longer a prisoner. I'm free. Begin to worship him because he is worthy. I mean, I like the ending of the story, man. <laughs> Joe's man, he got twice back. You know, you know, he, <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, he, he even took that nagging wife and gave him a new wife. You know, <laughs> he gave him ten more kids. You know, double of land, double of animals, double of everything. There is nothing. <laughs> okay, okay, let me be fair. He took that spouse and gave him a better spouse. I mean, that way the woman can have it too, okay? <laughs> there is nothing impossible for our God. The limit in God is the one you're looking in the mirror. Change the image. Change your insight of yourself. Change who you think you are and begin to operate in who he says you are. 
and worship him. I don't care what you're going through. I really, I really don't. And I don't say that because um, it's not that I really don't care. It's that I'm not concerned of the problem because the problem is smaller than you think. But since you've been meditating on it, it became bigger than what it is. So I really don't care what you're going through. Because he is greater. He is stronger. There's no one more powerful. There's no one more greater, more worthy, more holy, more righteous. No one more, more faithful than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when you come to the understanding of who he is, you got to begin to, he gives you something called laughter. That, 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 that you begin to laugh at the pains and you begin to laugh at the giants. And then you begin to laugh because they're no longer giants. You get to see what they really want. Nothing but mere dust. You, you go, Lord, forgive me. Oh, my God. Really? Was that good? I mean, that was a little bit shaking there. <laughs> so, Tony, I need you on the guitar. Let's worship. There's, there's, there's things that are happening in this house. And I don't need to say this house. It's happening across the body of Christ. There's awakening happening. Because it's the season that he's allowing. There's a season that he's allowing for us to break free of what's been haunting us, tormenting us, crippling us. This is the season God created, jubilee, breakthrough. He doesn't say that just to excite you. He says that with a plan and a purpose. He doesn't just want to free you. He wants to free all those that he's putting in your path. No one gets free just to be free. He gets free to set others free. To be a testimony. And as long as you can keep your mouth quiet, you're no longer a testimony. Doesn't the Bible say that I am what? By the blood of the land and the testimony of my mouth. Begin to testify how good your God is. Begin to praise him for what he has done for you. Begin to bring him glory. You know what happens when you do that? You stop thinking of your problem and, and your problem begins to decrease and you start praising on your king and he begins to increase. So now you get a, a joy and a laughter. You laugh at your enemy and you give praises to your king, to your deliverer, to your savior, to your stronghold, to your joy. My God, is he worthy to be praised? Is he worthy to be praised? Then Stand up and praise him because he is your God. He is your king. my king. As you surrender, come forth and come receive what the Lord has given you. 
Come receive what the Lord has for you. Don't look at who's moving. Keep your eyes closed. Stay focused on your Lord. I surrender. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender.
Aleluya. 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 It says in James 7, James 4, 7 and 8. Submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. And he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart. And he will come close to you. Hallelujah. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. So he says, come close to God, and he will come close. Today the Lord reminded us that all temptations, all trials, all persecution is seasonal. We need to stand. Resist the enemy like Jesus did. The enemy came at him three times. He continued to stand against him. What happened? The enemy had to flee. Hallelujah. Bible remind, or rather, the, today's word reminded us that God is not finished with you yet. Not finished with you. That's why the enemy will try, seasonally comes at you to try to take you out of your focus. Today the Lord reminded us that we are in a season of war. We are. Nationally, we're in a season of warfare. Make no mistakes about it. Why do people war? Why? It's when two opposing forces want to take ground. It's when two opposing forces don't like the way things are and they want it their way. Different philosophies are competing. Different issues are arising. So there's always war. When somebody wants land, what do they do? They go to the other line, dispossess the former or the current landlord, and they become the landlord. That's what war is all about. The enemy wants to take the ground that God has given you. But the devil's a liar. You have the title deed because Jesus gave it to you. Hallelujah. He cannot take it from you. You can only be deceived into giving it up. But don't be deceived. Keep on going back to that place of worship. Back to that place of consecration. Hallelujah. And even when the enemy or our own mistakes take away that which God has given us, guess what? God is the God of restoration. He'll give you double for your trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands. Father, we thank you because you're about ready to give us double for our trouble. Thank you, Father, because we continue to be faithful even though we've stumbled along the way, even though we've been through difficulties, even though sometimes we even question uh, our abilities, our limitations. We question ourselves, my God, but each and every step of the way, you're holding our hand and you're with us and you've given us family. You've given us a Christian family, Lord God, brothers and sisters in Christ, to also pray with us to help us in our time of difficulty. Thank you, Father, that you're not finished with us. Thank you, Lord God, that you've given us that environment of your presence, my Lord. And Father, in your presence we excel. Like a fish excels in water, like a bird excels in the air. Father, we excel in your presence. And thank you, Father, today for your presence in our lives. Thank you that you're here with us. You said wherever there are two or three in our midst, you are there, Lord God. Whenever there are two or three together, you are there in the midst. So, Father, you're here today. So, Lord, we come before you. We might be bruised and battered, but we come before you. We might be mourning, but we come before you. We might be hurt, but we come before you. We don't give up. We continue to stand, Lord God. 
And today we lift up our hands and recognize your Lordship in our lives. You are Lord. Above thee there is no other. We continue to worship you. We might not be perfect, but we worship you. We might have failed yesterday, but we worship you, Lord God. We might have fell short, but we worship you, Lord God. And thank you for restoring us. Thank you that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you for the word, for the encouragement you gave us today. And as we get ready to leave this place, we go encouraged, knowing, Lord God, that you're with us, knowing that your angels encamp round about us, knowing, Lord God, that you've already given us the victory. You've made us more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. So, Father, thank you. Thank you, my God. Thank you. Receive his strength right now. Receive, receive, receive his strength right now. Receive his strength right now. Receive his strength right now. Hallelujah. Receive, receive, receive. Receive, receive. Receive. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord said that the work of the enemy is canceled. What you have been debating in, internally, right now there's several of you that have been debating some things internally. The Lord said, I just canceled it right now. I just canceled it. I canceled the power over it. I give you overcoming power right now. So somebody needs to receive that because the Lord is speaking to somebody right now. Canceled. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You've been questioning whether or not you can continue. And the Lord just finished telling me, He said, Tell them that you are my faithful conquerors. Hallelujah. You are my faithful. It's almost as if he's been looking at you and he's been lovingly seeing what you've been going through and he's been helping you all along the way and you have questioned yourself. The Lord said, no, 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 no. I love you. I've been with you all along and you're my faithful. I love you. It's almost like I'm hearing right now. My heart is pleased because in the midst of the struggle, you still give me worship. In the midst of the struggle, you still give me praise. In the midst of the struggle, you still acknowledge that I am God. In the midst of the struggle, hallelujah, you still acknowledge me. Hallelujah. So rejoice, 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 because your king is with you. Rejoice, rejoice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So Father, we leave this place recognizing that you have met all our needs. We leave this place knowing, my God, that you are here with us. We thank you for this house of prayer. Because you've given us the privilege to labor together, my God. To bring a place that would worship you. To, to create a place, an atmosphere where your presence could indwell. Father, thank you for the privilege. And, and I'm reminded, even now I'm seeing in my spirit how we didn't even see, we didn't even know fully what we were doing in terms of what God was going to do but God was saying I trust you I believe you I believe in you I trust you I'm with you and today 
you look around together we have labored in a humble way together and God has given us the privilege of having a house of prayer God has given us ownership ownership the Lord is saying do you not see I've made you to be owners you have dispossessed the enemy and in the same way you have dispossessed the enemy and you have taken ownership of this place now I'm about ready to expand your territory and he's going to start by expanding your territory internally in the coming days the Lord says I'm going to start to give you visions and dreams some I'm going to resurrect but others are going to come brand new within you it's going to be a quiet whisper it's going to be a, a quiet confidence and I'm going to break through from the north, the east, the south and the west the Lord says I'm going to break through in your spirit first you're going to sense the breakthrough here then you're going to see the breakthrough out here Hallelujah. So get ready, people of God. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Somebody say with me, get ready. Get ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready to expand. Because God's going to cause you. God is going to cause you to expand. Hallelujah. Somebody needs, to be somebody needs to receive this right now because it is a seed. It's almost as you're about ready to become pregnant. God says, I'm about ready to deposit a seed of expansion in you. So in this time of intimacy with God, God's about ready to, hallelujah, he's about ready to expand you. And I'm seeing as it were, even as it were, a pregnancy, and he's going to expand you, and you're going to birth forth something new in this season that God has been hiding until now. Ministries, breakthrough, wisdom. Some of you, God's going to come alive in, in visions and dreams. Gifts of the Spirit going to come alive a confidence is going to come alive. It's going to bubble forth. It's going to, it's going to change you from a little sheep to a lion. Receive it. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. We're in an atmosphere. It's, it's a miracle moment. It's a miracle restoration moment. The Lord said, hallelujah. This is a moment where I'm brooding over my people. And you that are looking right now, looking through the internet, he's brooding right now, right now, right now, right where you're at. It's an atmosphere of miracles. It's an atmosphere where the presence of God is moving. Hallelujah. And you could be in the midst of 5,000 people, yet one lady touched Jesus and she got a miracle. Are you the one that's going to touch the hem of his garment right now? Because if you dare to touch the hem of his garment, you're going to receive your miracle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, praise Him, praise Him.
Come on, come on, dig in, dig in, dig into his presence. Come on, come on, dig in, dig in. There's a breakthrough for you here today. Dig in, dig in. Go deeper, go deeper now. Father, this moment, as we get ready to go back to our homes and fellowship with our families and our friends, we thank you that your presence goes with us. Thank you that your angels encamp round about us and guard us and keep us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for restoring everything that the enemy has taken away. Thank you, Lord God, for bringing us to a position of offense where we are actively taking land, where we're actively advancing. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We dismiss from this place, giving you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you all. Remember, you are blessed. You're highly favored, and you're powerful in Him. Don't let nobody ever deceive you anymore. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I want to know you more I want to know